Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. July 1st and the week of July 4th. We are in the month of July and you've been listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics in the past and today we got a special show because you've heard the rocks cracking right there on the introduction of the show and July 4th week is something special and we got a special show this week and we're talking with uh, Raynard Jackson and uh, Ray Jackson who has been a part of uh, politics for many years now and he has an insight it's uncanny that he can see and have the ability to help out the republicans in an area that they have failed miserably at and that's bringing african americans to the polls to vote for republicans so uh ray jackson's here with us we will be speaking to him in just a few minutes and i have to let you know uh, this july 4th week of celebrating is something that is purely american it's america uh at its best when you go out with fellow citizens and celebrate the declaration of independence celebrate the founding of a new nation an independent nation willing to try uh, self-government as an experiment in the human condition and it's worked now for well over 200 years we are moving fast and forward toward getting back to the constitutional principles that made america great not only are we getting back there, we're ready to keep America great again because we got a president who's not afraid to stand up to political correctness. He's not afraid to stand up and say what's right. And even though he may make mistakes, he may say things that shouldn't be said in, uh, in ways that uh, sometimes people just don't like. But I can tell you, he's the man we needed for America and he's the man that we need to reelect because President Donald Trump has taken this country back to our constitutional principles. We're on our way there. We're not there yet. But just getting rid of regulations, overburdened regulations. These are things that help entrepreneurs. These are things that help all Americans. And that's why we got Ray Jackson coming on in a few minutes because he is African American. He's been like uh, he's told me before, and you may hear him say it on today's sh- show. He's been black all his life. So there's some things that he can tell our listeners across the country, and some things that might uh, inspire you to get out and uh, support Trump. Might inspire you to say, "Hey." I haven't tried to speak to African-Americans about Donald Trump because the news makes me think every African-American is against Donald Trump. It's not true. I mean, we're going to talk to Ray Jackson. We'll see what is possible for the election in 2020 as far as Donald Trump and the uh, black American population. And so we're going to see. We're going to ask him pointed questions. We're going to see if he has any anything to help tell us. 
to uh, think that Donald Trump could get more votes from the African-American population than any Republican candidate in decades. And that means absolutely decades. So the, stay tuned to the show. We're going to call uh, Ray up here in just a few uh, minutes. But first, let me remind you that as all Americans, it's very important to not only celebrate the Constitution, but it's our duty to help our politicians, our elected officials to understand we love the Constitution and we expect our uh, elected officials to support and live by the Constitution and not shred it to uh, many pieces. So do that. Keep your uh, elected officials, uh, keep them honest when it comes to the Constitution. Ask them about it. When you see them, ask them, are you following constitutional principles? Do you believe in a Constitution? Do you believe that our nation is set aside as something special because we have uh, a nation run by laws and not men? And the men and women who or in Congress, help make these laws, and that's why it's so important to get the right ones elected. And we've been in a um, socialist-leaning direction for uh, many years now, and Donald Trump has helped put a stop to that. He can't do it by himself, and they're attacking him in all different ways. We have to work together to bring about more liberty, more freedom for every American all across the land. So stay tuned to the show with... uh, Renard Jackson, for he's from has a group called Black Americans for a Better Future. So uh, let's see if we can get him on the line right now. Well, hello everybody. I got on a telephone today for this week's show, Ray Jackson of Black Americans for a Better Future. And you know, in the past we've uh, had several shows uh, looking at African American support and for Donald Trump for the Republican Party. Is it increasing or decreasing? I don't know a better person in all the country to talk to than Ray Jackson. So welcome to the show, Ray. Thanks so much, Doc, for having me. Love to talk to anybody with Mississippi roots. Well, I, I can't get rid of my Mississippi accent, <laughs> so <laughs> so it's with me, and listeners know that. But we cover some subjects that uh, you don't hear on other shows, and that's one reason we have our listenership around the country. And it's very important now that we know uh, the president is uh, re, uh, launching his uh, re-election campaign. And so I have some questions because I know you have been involved with uh, conservatives, with uh, uh, black Americans for a better future. That includes working in, within the Republican Party, trying to get a more uh, African-American support for the Republican Party. And you've done it for many years now. So my question first to you is, are you are we seeing a difference after two and a half years of Donald J. Trump? Is there a difference in the black community compared to after two years of uh, uh, President Bush one and President Bush two? You know, you you sort of been around seeing these over the years. Can, can is there something different about Donald J. Trump compared to other Republicans? Well, yeah. Number one, Donald Trump is a no-nonsense, no-hold-bar guy. He tells you what he thinks, and I love that about him as far as him not worried about being politically correct. And I'm going to tell you something, Doc. Okay. 
under his administration, you cannot deny, you cannot argue with the numbers, especially in the black community, or as far as the unemployment rate down, job participation rate up, optimism among black entrepreneurs up, uh, help for historically black colleges and universities up. I mean, but the problem I see, Doc, mm-hmm. is Republicans and conservatives are horrible at communication. Horrible. Even when they got a great story to tell. We have to do a better job. This administration has got to do a better job of speaking directly to the black community about what successes they have had. That story has not been told yet. You say the story has not been told. Now, are you seeing those stories? And are you telling them? Or are you discovering those stories uh, that need to be told? Oh, no, no. I live these stories. Black folks, especially black entrepreneurs, dog, they live the story. So whether the, the liberal media, whether this White House effectively communicates, for example, I have one friend of mine in Chicago. He owned a, a security firm, data security firm, internet protection, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a liberal, liberal Democrat. He told me when we were together a few months ago, he said, my wife is mad. I said, well, why? You know, you know, your wife is sweet. He said, because I've been telling anyone who would listen to me that as a direct result of Trump's tax cut of 2017, my business revenue has increased by a third. Hmm. And he said, I'm willing to go on the record with this. I'm doing more business under Trump than I did under eight years of Obama. And he's a liberal Democrat. And so those are, like you said, those are the stories that uh, the White House has got to get out there. But one of the things that uh, what I have seen, and I, I've been not new to this either, trying to get uh, people to see a new perspective. I know that's what you try to do, see things of a new perspective, especially the African-American population. And in black America, I've seen people like you. I've seen others that uh, have a great show, work hard. And but I haven't ever seen, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. But do you know of any black American who can say to the Republican Party, "I I can deliver you a hundred thousand black Americans in this city or in this county for the upcoming election"? I I don't know of anyone that could go on record and say that. I can see it oh, across the nation. Yeah, you get a hundred thousand. But I mean, in a direct city, because of the influence of one black American, is there anybody that, that can deliver a hundred thousand votes in a city or a county that you know of? Yes, you're talking to them. Last September, I got a, a phone call, Doc, mm-hmm. from a guy named Ron DeSantis, who was a sitting congressman from Florida. He resigned the seat to run for governor right. of Florida. He's a and, good friend of mine. And he we we, we had him on our show uh, okay. a few years before he ran for Congress. But uh, but I mean we you know we've kept up for Ron DeSantis. Our our longtime listeners know exactly who you're talking about. So I, okay. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead with your story. Okay, now. good good deal. So he called me last September and says, Ray Knight, we need you to come down, and I want you to be one of my senior advisors for my campaign. And I agreed to it. We were polling, Doc, at 2% of the black vote in September of 2018. Mm -hmm. 
by November on election day, we ended up getting 14% of the black vote, which was Ron DeSantis' margin of victory, and that is why he is the governor of Florida to this day. Well, I have not but heard that story. We have a model to prove that if a candidate is serious, if the messaging is right, the black community can be moved over to our side. Where, where did you see support in Florida? I mean, I, I know that's sort of statewide, but I mean, was it pockets like in Orlando, Miami, or? Uh, you know, Orlando, the biggest pocket, and to a lesser extent, Miami. And you know what the two major issues were? They were access to capital for minority entrepreneurs and school choice and vouchers. Those were the two issues that got us over the hump. And that that's hard to believe when you listen to liberal media. You'd think the school choice for vouchers would be a no-go anywhere, and yet we see it over and over. And when when our parents, uh, black parents especially, give an opportunity to have a choice for their schools, they will take the best school over what uh, the government offers. Yeah, yeah no, no question. But what's interesting, Doc, is every poll has shown that the black community is the singularly largest group of supporters of school choice and vouchers in the country and has been for decades. But the liberal media portrays it as though blacks are against school choice and vouchers. That's why I said at the top of your show, Doc, conservatives have got to do a better job of communicating directly to the black community. If we can do that, there's no reason why Trump next year, Doc, and I want your audience to listen to me carefully, there is no reason why Trump can't get 15, 20, 25 percent of the black vote next year. Period. I'm talking what I know, and your audience may find this surprising, Doc, but I've been black most of my life. You have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So so I kind of know what I'm talking about on this area, okay? I can't talk about nuclear physics and all this other stuff, but I can talk about being black. Well, now, right, that's exactly why I'm going to talk to you, because that, uh, that, uh, what you talked about, what happened in Florida, how can you see that happening nationwide? I mean, it's very important. I mean, you know this, but I want listeners to know, you know, when you talk about what Trump must win, he won Michigan, he won Ohio, he, you know, he won Wisconsin, and all of a sudden places like Milwaukee, Detroit, Cleveland, Cincinnati, which are Democratic pockets, especially like Cleveland, how, how could Donald Trump go in and, and win over uh, the black vote? Very easy. He needs to do a better job of getting credible, and that's the emphasis, uh, Doc, credible blacks like me, like Herman Cain, out there going across the country talking to black entrepreneurs. The other interesting thing is when you look at the leadership in the black community, it's not the preacher or politician. It is the entrepreneur. And if you look at the composition of the black church, normally the head of the deacon board and the head of the board of trustees in the black church is the businessman. So if you get the businessman on your side, he'll bring you the pastor who will bring you the congregation. And so what in the past, you know, it's been incredible. the amount. And I had one of my good friends, a a black friend that said that Republicans can be so smart on politics and so stupid when it comes to trying to get the black vote. And, and and I mean, I know you've seen it, you've lived it, you, you know, I mean, as far as a a lot of what you call the hierarchy of those who trying to make decisions on campaigns. And then they, uh, they, 
talk a game, but they never actually put a game plan together. If you could go to Donald Trump for a game plan, what would that game plan be to try to get into these big cities that depend on the Democratic vote? And if, like I said, if Trump was to get 10, 15 percent, not only would he, uh, I mean, 15 to 20 percent, not only would he win re-election, he would probably make sure there was a Republican House and a bigger Republican uh, majority in the Senate if he could get 20, let's say 20 percent or even 25 percent of the African-American vote. It would be a game changer in, in the sea of politics. Ray, I know that was a mouthful, but wait, wait before you answer that question. I do want to let her remind our listeners that you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and uh, we got uh, Ray Jackson, and he's just about to uh, give us some details of what he thinks uh, President Trump should do for his reelection campaign. We're going to listen to that in just a minute, but let me also remind you we got a book called Bedrock Truths. I say we, Dr. Alveda King, Dr. Alex McFarland, and myself put together a book that uh, talks about the foundation of principles of America, what we need to do now. It's called Bedrock Truth, and uh, you can order that book by going to the front of a webpage. It's got a, a, a book cover. You can click on that. It'll take you right to my website. I'd love to get that book out to you and uh, tell you more about Bedrock Truth, and, and this is an important election year, and you need to let people know that uh, you got friends and neighbors. You need to let them know about Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Uh, give them links and tell them about our show. Also, uh, give them a book if they're a good friend. And you can go to the website, order that book. Other books on there right now. So we'd love for you to do that. Now, finally, okay, you've been waiting to see what Ray has to say. Go ahead, Ray. Tell us what you would do uh, if you want to help elect uh, Donald J. Trump for uh, re-election now. Right, and it will save our country because our country is at stake as we know it. And so here's the interesting thing, Doc, is we don't need a national campaign relative to black, black community. What we need is 10 to 12 states, and you just named some of them, Florida, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Missouri, North Carolina, Virginia. So we know where the states are. We need to move the black vote in those 10 or 12 states, not the whole country. If we put a kamikaze crew in those 10 or 12 states from now through in November, the only issues we're going to talk about, Doc, entrepreneurship, access to capital. We're going to talk about educational school choice vouchers, and, and Trump has done more for the historically black colleges in two years than Donald, I mean, than Obama did. And, and he, Don, I mean, right. Barack Obama, he devastated the historically black college, devastated them. Well, uh, and, and those type of facts and figures and bringing out the stories, like you said, if you, if you got a team to concentrate on that, it, it makes sense to me. So how uh, is anything happening in the Trump campaign that you know of at this point? Well, let's just say I'm having some conversations at the highest level. They tell me verbally that they're serious and they're going to commit the resources and the the attention and, and manpower to get it done. So you give me a week or two and I might have some, some very positive news for you. I'm cautiously optimistic because I've heard it before, but I got a sneaking suspicion, Doc, that Trump might very well be serious. Well, this is the thing I know you've heard before of uh, everybody from Romney to, <laughs> and I know Romney talked it and he didn't do anything trying to get a black vote to seem black, but 
everybody knows that Donald Trump is different. And yep. for the guy that's been called a racist, and, you know, it, to me, uh, and look, I'm from Mississippi. Have I ever known racist? Yes. Are they, do they like to point at low unemployment figures for African Americans? No. They, they're not proud. A real racist doesn't want to see any uh, black person achieve. They don't want to see any black person be honored. They don't want to see any of that. And yet Donald Trump, time and time again, has had people in the White House, has been, has, uh, you know, has, has been supportive of uh, entrepreneurs and others in the black community and proud of the fact that he's bringing the unemployment numbers down for the black community more than any other president. And he's also, you know, black youth unemployment. It used to be at 40 and 50 percent, you know, year after year and see how much of that's come down. Yeah, again, uh, Doc, and I know I sound like a, a broken record, this party and the conservative movement is horrible at communication. It's not enough for the president to say it like he's going to say it tonight. We got to have blacks on a local, state, and federal level all across the country with credibility going into repeating what you and I are saying, because guess what? Liberals have CNN and MSNBC constantly feeding us a bunch of liberal propaganda about how the Republican Party and Trump and conservatives hate black, which is not true, but a lie that's repeated becomes the truth. Yeah, and they repeat it over and over, and, and, and yep. that's one reason I've tried to uh, have people like you on my show, because people need to hear and, and, and what happens in the conservative community when uh, th these lies are told over and over, and people in conservative community that uh, aren't people of color seem to just sort of give up. So we, there's no way we can break through that barrier. You know, CNN's got a is like they got a secret shield around these uh, cities that are you know highly democratic and always vote Democrat. It seems like they always will. But how do you puncture that shield? How, you know, that's what you're talking about getting a team to go around to 12 states. But uh, again, do you have any ideas how to how to break through that barrier? How, you know, is it like yes. That? Yeah. yeah, Doc, do you realize there are 200 black newspapers in this country? Most of them are located in the South, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, etc. I know the publishers of all 200 newspapers. Some are, are conservative, some are liberal, some are uh, anti-Republican. We know who the owners are and where they stand politically. That's number one. There are over 100 historically black colleges. So can you imagine, for example, if Steve Mnuchin, the Secretary of the Treasury, is going to be in Atlanta giving a speech, can you imagine if he just adds an hour to his trip, let me go into Atlanta, organize some of the biggest black-owned businesses in Atlanta to just meet with him and do a media availability. And every cabinet secretary, when they go into one of those 12 states, we make sure we organize an event with the minority community while they're already in town, whether it's on official business or political business, and we just do a side meeting while they're already in town. Uh, I'd say go for it. <laughs> that that sounds like a great plan, and uh, may, maybe uh, that somebody's listening and can put that to put that together. Yeah, so it's easy to put it together. If, if if we can get a commitment from a secretary, okay, I'll give you 30 minutes, I'll give you an hour, and we do that every day. 
we have a different event going on. That message that we're talking about, that propaganda that from the liberal will begin to be uh, muted, and we will get the conservative message out there based on facts and reality and not myth and lies. Well, I know one of the scariest things for the Democrats right now, and they try to act brave, but they know if Donald Trump is reelected and the black unemployment numbers continue to go down and entrepreneurship continues to go up, I mean, it's it's not just reelection, but Donald Trump has the ability to lead the Republican Party into increasing uh, black membership the, more than has ever happened since uh uh, since the civil rights movement and that and, and that could change politics for the next hundred years in america yeah but 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 doc here's the, again and i i keep have to go back to this for you and your audience okay do you realize that we still have top lieutenants and advisors to the reverend dr martin luther king who marched with him who were part of his kitchen cabinet who were black lifetime republicans served in the Nixon administration, they're still living, and no one in the party has reached out to them, and they're still on our side, but no one brings them to the fold. No one brings them to the, to the table and says, let's pick your brain. Let Tell me what you think we should do. You marched with Martin Luther King. He stayed at your house when he was traveling through your part of the country. We still have blacks who are alive, male and female, who are conservative, knee-deep in the, in the civil rights movement, we don't take advantage of. And so we we have the message, we have the results, we just don't have the right messengers and the message. We have to be better at communicating that message. And if we do that, Doc, Trump will get 15, 20, 25% of the vote. If I could do that for DeSantis in Florida, I could do this for Trump in 12 states. I can guarantee that. And, and I, I'm glad you brought that out. That you can can you tell me any more Black Americans besides Rainer Jackson that can bring a hundred thousand votes in? But, but the, the, the answer to your question is, Doc. Yes, I got plenty of friends of mine who are political operatives. They do this for a living. They worked on every Republican campaign since H. W. Bush. Uh-huh. They're still around. They're still active in the game. They have relationships throughout the black community, and more importantly, they have credibility. A lot of times, Doc, and let's be very candid, you're my buddy from Mississippi, mm-hmm. a lot of conservative whites, they want blacks around them who, who they're comfortable with versus blacks who know what the hell they're doing. See, and, and that's I'm one of the problems. Yep. I, I contest, But if you want results, Doc, I'm your guy. If you want a touchy-feely guy, I'm the wrong guy. Now, and I think Donald Trump and the Republican Party need results, and so I hope they will. And that's one reason I have him here on my show. So hopefully uh, some folks will be listening to this, and maybe you'll get some phone calls. Uh, being able to build up a, you know, a game plan to help reelect this president. Uh, Listen, Doc, we already have the game plan. I've already identified the people. I know the 12 states we need to focus on. All I need is the opportunity and the 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 messengers to go out there into the black community. For example, I'll give you another example. Okay. Some of some tangible things we can do mm-hmm. from now through September. All the major black professional organizations have their annual conference: the National Association of Black Journalists, Black Accountants, Black Lawyers, Black Doctors, Black Dentists, et cetera, et cetera. 
we need to have a presence at each of these national conferences. You're talking about having 15, 20,000 blacks in one room for three or four days. Right, influential business leaders and leaders. Exactly, in exactly. And those are the simple, tangible things we can do tomorrow morning, Doc, if I got the green light. Well, uh, if I could, I'd give you the green light. <laughs> and, but like I said, I hope there's some people listening to our show that can, will give you that green light and uh, and get it and get it going. Let's uh, light this fire. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm optimistic, and I'm I'm standing at the ready. And through my organization, Black Americans for a Better Future, we have made a difference. Now we want to take this thing nationwide, especially in those 12 states. And if this administration will commit to us that they will help us with the funding and they will make sure we have access to all the key administration people where we can do official events as well as political events, again, Doc, I will guarantee you, if they give me what I need, we can move the needle from Trump getting 8% in 2016 of the black vote, we can double that to, to 15 all the way up to 20, 25% in a year and a half. Guarantee it. Well, Ray, I appreciate you being on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and uh, your insight is something our nation needs. I think uh, you have an, uh, just an uncanny ability to, to uh, like I said, already have something ready to go. You just need to, need, need a green light. Yep, yep. So when you have dinner with the president tonight, Doc, just remember this conversation. Okay. Well, <laughs> man, and and you 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 call Governor DeSantis up and tell him, hey, you need to you need to pass this on up to your friend uh, Donald Trump. Right. No question. No question. Well, that's our new friend Ray Jackson uh, from uh, uh, Black Americans for a Better Future, and uh, I hope that. Uh, he and others can uh, make some waves and uh, get their uh, input into this re-election campaign. We'll have to wait and see. But do what you can to make sure on this patriotic week, this week we're celebrating July 4th, do what you can. Reach out to uh, friends in the African-American community. Speak with them. Don't be afraid to talk to them about Donald Trump and uh, help people to understand. This is something that's really remarkable to me. And I'm going to finish up the show on this note. In the early 90s, when the Soviet Union was crumbling and uh, they would have the Moscow parades like they always did, the communists, they would parade the military and the missiles and tanks and go through Moscow uh, Square and then, and they would just, uh, it would just cause patriotic enthusiasm for the communists. But yet, when it fell apart, these old communists that believed it for all these years, they believed in communism. They realized they'd been lied to. And just like it pulled a rug right out from under their feet, they couldn't believe the truth when they'd been listening to all these lies. And they couldn't believe. They just couldn't believe that they were lied to for decades. Well, you know, that's what's been happening in a lot of cases to African Americans across this country. And you look no further than the CNN Russian hoax. For two years, they pushed this Russian hoax where they thought everybody would believe that Donald Trump was tied to the Russians. They don't care if it's true or not. They want him to be tied to the Russians. How many other lies have uh, been perpetuated on the American 
community, especially the liberals, but no better example than the African-American population. How many lies have been told over and over again so that now the African-American population, really, so many of them hate the Republican Party. They've been taught to hate it, and that is a shame, and it's about time the truth is uh, getting out there, and maybe our uh, talk with ray jackson day will help us understand that but let's reach out it takes everybody working together to help reelect a president who seems to have the entire establishment against him uh see you next week for another round another great show of doc holiday's rock splitting politics see you then Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.